Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. We seek to encourage the local church to grow in right belief and right action by meditating on our infinite God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Philip Long. And my name is Alex Cook. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Alex. Hey, Philip. Doing right today? I am doing better than I deserve. Amen. Hey, we have already started working on season two of the Our Infinite God podcast, and uh, we've we've already done some pretty cool things. Yeah, I'm excited about this season. Yeah, we've. Uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> we have already been talking about the local church. That's right. And we've uh, done some good interviews and had some good discussions so far. Yeah. Uh, okay. To help people understand the local church, but. Before we dive into season two, we wanted to share something else on this podcast that uh, you and I got to participate in and had the chance uh, to share in this together. And we want to share uh, a, a recording of this on this podcast so that more people would have a chance to be blessed in the way that I was blessed. And so uh, this was a banquet with uh, a number of speakers. So Alex, tell us a little bit more about what this banquet was for. The Master's Mission. Yeah. 25 years. Yeah. So this celebration, uh, what it, that's what it was, a celebration of 25 years in the ministry, this interdenominational ministry that helps equip and creates avenues for churches to be obedient to the Great Commission. Yeah, and it was really cool. You, you wouldn't say this if I didn't say it, but you're the one that organized this banquet, and did, you did a great job with it and coordinated uh, a number of good speakers to be there part of this. There was a lot of team players. Yes, uh, and you, you, you were the coach of that team, and we appreciate that. So uh, Daryl Rooks is a guy who's had a big impact on, on both of our lives and a lot yeah. of people's lives. Uh, and I know that his, his daughter Nisha does a lot of work. They've got yeah. a whole team of people that do a lot of work for the Master's Mission. But for 25 years, they have been sending out teams and making a, a big impact for the gospel. And it's been pretty cool to watch just on my end these last few years that I've been a part of it, uh, just to see the way they're following the Lord's will and uh, and seeking His kingdom. So tell me, what we're, what, so what we're going to do for a podcast episode today is we're going to play the recording yep. of that uh, banquet so you have a chance to hear from people and to hear what, uh, what all they shared about the Master's Mission. And so uh, you lined these people up to share with us. So tell us a little about who we're going to hear. We're going to split this in two episodes because it's yep. about an hour, hour and 10 minutes recording uh, that we'll play for you. So we'll split it in two. So introduce the first few speakers to us yeah. and who they're going to hear in this episode. Yeah. So in this episode, it's going to be Scott Beckham. He's going to introduce the evening and uh, he went with us to, uh, or me, to Mexico. Everyone who is speaking has experience uh, going on a mission trip with the Master's Mission. And so they go to several different places. Uh, and the main areas in this podcast, uh, in this recording, is going to be Ukraine, Cuba, Guatemala, and Mexico. And so we've got speakers from each of those locations. And uh, John Shepard will be the second person you'll hear from. And he has been leading trips to Ukraine for, I believe, 20 years yeah, I think he's, maybe more. I think he said he's been twenty-two times, but yep. I think a few of those times he went more than once a year. Yeah, that's right. So I don't remember how many years it was. But I think he said twenty-two times. Yeah. Okay, you're right. And uh, and so he uh, knows a lot about Ukraine. And then he will introduce Alina, 
which is she now lives in the States, and she is the daughter of the pastor there in Ukraine. One thing I like about the Master's Mission is they partner with boots on the ground with each of these locations. And Alina's dad is the pastor, and so he is basically that boots on the ground 365 days a year that the Master's Mission partners with in Ukraine. And so she has a unique look at the Master's Mission because Ukraine has been, or it is, the longest ministry they have. For 25 years yeah and so and she she talks about that yeah. and then we'll have Daryl Rooks come up to speak and he's going to share about Cuba and Daryl's the one who founded the master's mission and uh, they uh, and you'll hear about that so and that's going to be it for this podcast great and so then yeah we'll finish out the program on the next episode so I uh, hope you enjoy this is the first part of the master's mission 25th anniversary banquet So uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for coming out tonight. Uh, I say thank you like I put it together. I did absolutely nothing but just show up and eat, but still. Um, so just to let you know, to make sure you all know you're at the right place, this is uh, this year's second presidential debate. So everybody, <laughs> let everybody speak. No interrupting and no cheers, booze, anything. We just want everybody to get their points across. So um, to try to limit the crowd noise and, inter and reactions. Um, but no, I'm extremely blessed to be here and excited uh, to be able to just see what all God's done over the last 25 years through the Master's Mission. And that's the whole reason that we're here tonight. Um, whenever Alex asked if I would uh, just, you know, speak briefly to introduce the speakers, I was like, you know, if there's anybody more qualified to do the Master's Mission intro, it's me um, because I've been on one mission trip. So I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I'm nine away from double digits, so I'm doing good. Alex has been on like 276, so, uh, so that's really good. But, um, but tonight we're going to hear from uh, four different speakers. We're going to hear from John Shepard about Ukraine, uh, Daryl Rooks about Cuba, Drew Gunter about Guatemala, and Philip Long about Mexico. Um, I wanted to start off, we are going to read from Psalm uh, 66, verses 1 through 5. And it basically tells uh, why, and more importantly, who uh, we are celebrating today. Um, so uh, Psalm 66, 1 through 5 says, Shout for joy to God, for, it says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. So this totally, completely wraps up while we're here. We're here to bring glory to God and what he has done through the Master's Mission over the last 25 years. And so we want to we give him praise and thanks, and, uh, and that's what we're doing today. Um, so the Master's Mission, um, just to give you a, a brief overview, uh, again, from my vast experience, um, so uh, just a few things that, that they do. The, the number one mission of the Master's Mission is to reach as many people for Jesus as possible. And so that's to share the love of Christ with others. And um, they've got uh, a, a bunch of amazing ways that they do that. Um, you know, in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so this is what they're doing. This is, this is the master's mission in, in action is loving Jesus and loving others. And, and what's the best way to love others is, is to, to help those that are in need. Uh, some of the ways that they do that are uh, providing food, clothes, uh, shoes, uh, medical supplies, equipment, uh, school uh, pro- supplies. Um, and they do this in needy areas in Ukraine, Guatemala, Mexico, and also some states here in the U.S. Um, they reach out to orphanages, hospitals, children's ministry, youth ministry, uh, and also set up evangelistic ministries in unchurched areas as well. Um, and the goal of all this is not only to provide for the physical needs and financial needs and, and humanitarian needs, uh, but it's to share the gospel. And so that's the, that's the main purpose behind everything that the Master's Mission does. And so it's awesome. So we get to show other people love through both ways. Um, one thing um, that uh, is that I won't I won't jump into too much because uh, we have speakers that that are going to dive in more. Um, but uh, one a couple of uh, really cool things. Um, so over the last 25 years, the Master's Mission has been used by God to build over 400 houses, which is pretty incredible. Uh, they've also contributed to building over 140 church buildings. I like that. That's awesome. And um, they've also distributed over 30,000 joy bags and over 90,000 joy boxes. So every single one of those joy bags or joy boxes, uh, the gospel was shared with a child. So that's 120,000 children that was shared with. And not only was it just the children, but there's also adults around there too. So they're catching the gospel, sometimes for the first time. And so it's just incredible how these small acts of, you know, I think if, if you step back and you ask the rest of the world, you know, what are some good deeds you can do? What are some good humanitarian things? These are all good humanitarian things, but the difference in this is this is an evangelistic ministry, and this is a Christian Christian ministry, and it's to, it's to reach people for Christ. So some things we've seen as a result of this, um, there has now been churches that are being built in areas that were unchurched before, uh, there have been people that have come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Um, and this is all done through God filtering his love and his work through the Master's Mission. So uh, 25 years is awesome. I didn't know about the Master's Mission 25 years ago, um, but uh, I'm excited to hear more about it from uh, some of our more polished speakers. So we'll get them up here. Um, up next, um, we have got John Shepard that's going to be talking about Ukraine. Uh, so welcome, John. Thank you. He, he mentioned Polish speakers, and Sonia just looked at me and laughed. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I've been uh, with, uh, with Master's Mission for a long time. I am just in awe of the people around me here. Some of the people I admire most in the world are here in this room that I've, I've served with. It's humbling, and at the same time, it's thrilling to, to be here with you. Uh, greetings from my family. I am blessed in that... My family is a master's mission family. Sonia uh, introduced me to Daryl years ago, and he uh, it, it kind of snowballed from there. But both both daughters have been many times to Ukraine. I've been 22 times, and Sonia's been about 12. And we have been able to all know the same people and come back and tell the stories. And did you see this one? And did you see this one? Who did you stay with this time? And it's it's, it's, it's been so exciting uh, uh, to be a part of it. 
Uh, now, I'm used to, the, most of the talking I've done over the last few years, speaking in public, has been in Ukraine, and one time in Guatemala, and this is a little odd for me because I've become so used to working with the translator. Alina, I, I might need help because <laughs> I, the rhythm of speaking, I, I don't think quickly, but if I can say a phrase and then the translator says it and then go back and forth, it gives me time to think and collect my thoughts, and it just works for me. Confuses some people, but it really works for me. Uh, thank you to everybody here. I am Daryl's warehouse manager, and uh, it, it's a great privilege to be a part of that. Uh, when he and Sonia uh, showed me their warehouse, their, we, I went in on a Sunday, and there was a pile of clothes over in the corner. And I said, Daryl, what you doing with those clothes? And he said, when I get time, I'm going to put them in some boxes, and I'm going to send them to Ukraine. And boy, it set off bells in my head. We both lived very close to the warehouse, or I did at the time, and I, and I kind of had been looking for something and knew that as soon as he said that, this is something I can do. And as more people became involved and more people contributed things, we found out some things. You ask people for things like shoes, you will be covered up by shoes. <laughs> and uh, one time we said, what did we decide, Daryl, about 40,000 pairs of shoes? 35 in one container. And we had uh, donated medical supplies coming to us, and we had uh, clothes coming to us. And it, it's so funny to go to Ukraine to, and be out in the middle of some village in the middle of nowhere and see a kid come by with a shirt on that says Abbeville County Parks and Recreation <laughs> or something like that. And we've seen that so many times. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The Master's Mission, as you know, is, is motivated by the Great Commission. I mean, we, we are such believers in this. We want to go into the world. We want to love people in the same way that Jesus did. We've been given these opportunities uh, to, to distribute things, to, to show up and to go into villages. We love working in the villages. That was what Daryl wanted from the beginning was to get to where, you, you know, you were at the ends of the earth. And maybe uh, you were in a church with ten people. And then that, that's the whole church. And maybe one of them is the preacher and, and, and seven or eight or others are just old ladies. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a thrill to be a part of it because we, we learned from them because they were such godly people. We work through these local churches. We teach them and they teach us. The ministries are the ministry largely of, of our central church there in Ukraine, First Baptist, which... And, uh, we come and we help and we fit in where we can because we don't need to tell them how to serve God. They know how to serve God. We just need to, to put in and be a part of it and figure where, where we fit in and answer what we ask them. Uh, over 100 churches established in the Jatoma region, which is like a state of, uh, of Ukraine since Daryl started going there. Many of them were uh, established through the Joybox program. Uh, people would be interested. Why, you know, why are you here? Why are you bringing this to us? We're bringing it to it because God loves you, and we and he, and he sends us. And uh, we let the, always let the kids ask questions, and, and they were always so fascinated by these Americans that were coming to to visit them. And of course, it meant the world to us. And it was just something that worked for everybody involved. Uh, our volunteers, we make friends for life. Some of them us have been going for over twenty years. And we go back and we see the same people, maybe, maybe you know, once a year, maybe once every five years. But we see the kids grow up and we, and we spend time with the families and we go in the church and we listen to the choir. And it's, it's such a thrill because we've had joy box trips, we've had ministry trips, 
medical trips, summer camp trips, and we even work with, with war refugees from the, the war in Russia that have come from southern and eastern Ukraine that we've, we've spent some time with them, uh, which is exciting beyond words. Uh, and we've had our translators to come here and visit uh, with us at different times and spend time with us has been a great thrill. And of course, we've had several of them marry our American guys and uh, that we've had a lot of fun with that, but it just worked out well for everybody. Uh, we've seen these kids over the years. These, uh, for me, it's been about 20 years, for Sonia a little longer, and for Daryl longer than that, grow up in that church. And like they, they go from being running around the church to being at the seminary, the next thing you know. And then they're at another church, and they're taking God's word everywhere because that's taken very seriously among our people there. They become church leaders and seminary students. They become pastors and missionaries. And the production of this church uh, has just been so, what's an, such an awesome thing to see. Uh, I don't want to make like it's, it's all work. We've had some fun over there, too. Uh, Daryl once uh, convinced a lady in a bus that we were riding by the Chernobyl nuclear reactor. It was, uh, uh, it was a, a smokestack, but he had some fun with it. Uh, I had, had a pastor one time uh, that uh, just mentioned uh, it was election day that they should go out and, and, and vote, and it made the Ukrainians very nervous, and then, of course, Daryl couldn't let it go. He had to call and scare the guy, make him think he was, the cops were coming to arrest him. <laughs> he, he, he also had him believing at one time that you could grow grits in your garden. <laughs> and he played one nice little trick on my wife. Uh, which he and I were sitting one day at the warehouse just looking for something to do, and she was about to go to Ukraine. And we all, of course, we stay with different ones. Uh, some of us, and my family, we stay with everybody, and some people do with different ones. But he, he called Sonia, and he talked about how this guy was, I think his name was Fat Sasha, and he, you had to be careful about him because he had a really rough temper. But, yeah, I think you can, I think you can manage, and just scared her to death about what he, she was going to have to deal with at that house that time, which was just all in good fun. Uh, we, we will have uh, more about Ukraine in just a minute. My, uh, Sonia said I, I might want to make a personal note here. Uh, some of you have, have known of my association with my Oksana in Ukraine. She was nine years old when I met her in 2001, and I knew as soon as I saw her that my life has changed forever, that something about this child was going to affect everything I ever did. And every year we went back, we spent time together. And then when Sonia would go, but I wouldn't, she spent time with her. And I got to know her family, and she got to know mine. And her dad was an alcoholic, and he was no good to the family at all. So she always saw me as a dad. And I, so I've always felt like I had, had three daughters uh, since that time. And now uh, she's actually, she got an English degree. And we helped her with that. She's working in Dubai. And she, she wrote a while back to told me that she had met a good Christian boy there from the Netherlands and they were engaged and they were going to be married. And, and this, uh, this means the world uh, to me. And, uh, but everybody that goes and goes a few times, makes these relationships. And, and now it's so easy to communicate that uh, we, we, can, we can do that a lot with our, what we call our families there. Uh, this, so this ministry has been a great gift to our family. And I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to make, make it sound like it's only the people that travel that are doing the work because without a support staff, without people making joy boxes, without people contributing we, we couldn't do this. And so, you know, praise God for those of you who stayed here and prayed for us 
and, and laid the foundation for us and helped us in everything that we did. It has meant the world. Uh, as Joybox manager, I would like to mention to you that we're coming into Joybox season, and uh, we could use some things. We could use some candy. We could use uh, any little toys that you have, you know, our, our, our places in Ware Shoals. And we have no idea how it's going to go this year because this is such a crazy year for everything. But we are optimistic that we'll be able to, to do some things here. And uh, if, if you have anything like that that we could use, contact us. And we'll get together and use it for the jewel boxes that are coming in. And uh, we would certainly appreciate that. It's an, an honor to be here with you. Uh, we will have a little bit more from uh, about Ukraine from one video and uh, from a word from our, our pastor, Sasha, in just a minute. So I would like to finish by saying praise God. And as the Ukrainians say, Slava Bogo. Thank you so much. Good evening. My name is Alina Perry, and when I was 12 and a half years old, I met my first American missionary, and his name was Daryl Rooks. He came to stay uh, with our family in March of 95, and that's how my father met him and started partnering um, his church, our church in Ukraine, in Zhitomer, started partnering with Daryl. Um, I'm so thankful for this uh, meeting and uh, Daryl coming because uh, I had a lot of, my family had a lot of benefits and so blessed through um, blessing our region, our church, and even my husband comes from South Carolina. So on every side there is blessings that brought to us from Master's Mission. Um, my father, Sasha Kravchenko, um, wrote a letter of gratitude and I would like to read it. Psalm 44 Verse 2, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have, have told us of a work you did in their days, in the days of old. On behalf of the people of Zhitomer region who have been touched and blessed by the relentless service of the Master's Mission, greeting and, greetings and congratulations on your 25th anniversary. Our prayer and deepest desire for Daryl Rooks and the Master's mission is to be encouraged and inspired as you look back on your 25 years of faithful ministry. We remember the time when you began your ministry in Ukraine in 1995. With joy and thanksgiving, we remember the abundance of blessings and support we received through you. We remember this as a time of spiritual establishment and assertion of the gospel to our people. The Lord has accomplished so much through the Master's Mission and its volunteers during these 25 years, and I would like to highlight just a few from so many. New church plants throughout Jatoma region in many remote and unreached areas. Gospel presentation, gatherings, and mass events. Spiritual and financial support of local pastors and missionaries. Construction of new church buildings. Summer camps for children and teens. Visiting schools and orphanages and sharing the good news and distributing Christmas presents. Helping widows, orphans, and refugees. Organization of prayer meetings and Christian events in remote areas. 
God was magnified and glorified through your continual love and support. This is an example of the unity of the body of Christ, brotherly love and compassion that is beyond our cultural differences and geographical distances. To the Master's mission and hundreds of volunteers that sacrifice their time and finances, God blessed and multiplied your work. Your ministry continues to have a tremendous impact on us and the people in the Jatoma region. Your labor will echo in eternity for his glory alone. We remember you always with prayer and thanksgiving. To God be the glory. Sasha and Tanya Kravchenko. Thank you. I remember when he was a young fellow, like 18, and now he's a man. And of course, I remember when Elena was just a child, and look at her now. And the first time that Nathaniel went to Ukraine with us, I let him know, you leave our translators alone. And on the way back, she was coming home with me to spend some time with my family, but we got to spend very little time with her. <laughs> On the plane, she was sitting with me, and I could tell that Nathaniel wanted so much to sit up and talk with her. So I finally got up and uh, went back and said, Nathaniel, would you like to trade places with me? We saw very little of her after that. <laughs> We're proud of her. In fact, our, our transfers, we've got a seven or eight here in the States, and we finally had to... Uh, Make this rule. If you're going to translate for the Ukraine or for the master's mission, Ukraine, you have to be ugly or married. <laughs> Thank you for uh, being here tonight. And Alex, I appreciate you doing all of this and the help you've got from Dan and Wanda and others. <clears throat> I enjoyed hearing from Scott and John and Elena and uh, Sasha and Ruslan. Wonderful blessing. Uh, I will throw out a couple of other things before I share with you about Cuba. Uh, the Master's Mission, these are the four main areas, Ukraine, Cuba, Guatemala, Mexico. But we've done work in uh, Moldova, Belarus, which is also part of the former Soviet Union, China, Tibet, Haiti. Whenever the earthquake took place, the uh, large tent that's probably maybe not quite as, about as wide as this, but as long as the entire building was uh, delivered through the Master's Mission. So God has done a lot through the Master's Mission in various places. East and North Carolina with the uh, flooding from the hurricanes. Uh, South Texas as well as other places. So uh, you've done a lot through the Master's Mission and we're truly grateful for that. Cuba, the reason I've been asked to share about Cuba is no one goes to Cuba but me. <laughs> Maybe one day we can have others going. Uh, uh, Alex, I want him to go uh, hopefully Maybe soon. It's just getting to be more and more difficult to go to Cuba. One time you could get a religious license that lasted three years, and you could take teams in. They stopped that. It was one year, and you had to be on the license to go. That didn't work. So I would have to go to the back door to take in the support. And uh, to do that, I'd have to stay in a hotel and rent a car, which ran the cost up. 
And as of the last, probably maybe two weeks ago, you're not even allowed to stay in a hotel anymore. So it's going to be even more difficult to go. And we learned a few years back, Osmel, he was able to get a, a visa to the States, and it's a multi-year visa. He can come here for $300, and it cost us 2000 to go down there. So it has become a practice. He would come over every year and then take the money back this year. He wasn't able to do that because of COVID. You could not leave. You could not go. And so the money was sent through the uh, um, Miami Baptist Association. And then we had some wire to a church down there that's pastored by a dentist that we got to know in Cuba who is now in the States. In 03, we began to work in Cuba. I was to go to the most western part of the country. I ended up going four hours east of Havana. I showed up. I was dropped off at this church. There was a nice pastor, family, young children. The baby was two. The uh, older one was seven at the time. I remember giving her her first piece of bubble gum. She chewed it all day long. When we stopped somewhere to eat, she would take it out of her mouth, put it on her elbow. <laughs> and when, after we ate, she'd put it back in her mouth and chew. She learned to blow bubbles before the day was over with. She is now something like 23, 24 uh, translates, speaks very good English like Elena, and the uh, baby is now, I think, 19 or 20 or something like that. She has a child of her own now. But anyway, uh, uh, we ended up being dropped off at Esperanza to the surprise of the pastor and his family, but they very graciously welcomed us into their home, which was a part of the church there. And we began a partnership at that time that continues today. Uh, God has amazed me as to how he has put us places where we're not supposed to go. He has uh, built the partnership in each location. And uh, like Ukraine, we were to go to Kharkiv, ended up in Shatomer. Uh, Cuba, it was to be Pinar del Rio. We ended up in Esperanza. Uh, Guatemala, it was to be Chimaltenango. We ended up in Panajacho, that area. So the Lord has a way of, uh, of changing your plans to put you where he wants you to be. And to build a partnership there. And the partnership has been, well, it's just been a, one of, um, of hooking up with the people that work in that area and just uh, assisting them and supporting them in their work. They know a whole lot more about working in Ukraine and Cuba and Guatemala and Mexico than we do. So we don't go and tell them what to do. We go and support them in what they do. And like John said, we learn a lot from them. When I first began to go to Cuba... I would uh, spend the day in a village, going door to door, talking with the people, and then we'd have an evangelistic meeting that night, which I would preach. If it was close enough, we'd walk to it. If not, we would uh, uh, be taken there by a horse-drawn buggy, or maybe a, a, a trailer being pulled by a tractor, or maybe in the back of one of these large dump trucks. But they would get us to different villages, uh, depending on where it was, as to the transportation that was used to get us there. And after spending the day there, meeting the people, preaching at nighttime, this guy would show up on a little motorcycle and take me back to the church. And it was fast. One night we heard this bell ringing, and I looked, and it was the translator on the back of a bicycle passing us. So it was a fast motorcycle. <laughs> there weren't that many churches in Cuba, still not a whole lot of registered or recognized churches. And you began at that particular point in time to have some uh, house churches. There weren't many of them, a few. And uh, you were allowed to have no more than 35. Castro changed that to be something like 15 or 20. 
not realizing that God was in it. He was getting ready to multiply those house churches. And that's exactly what happened. We would go out and, and uh, meet these people where they were trying to start a house church. And by being there and speaking, they would gather a crowd. It was kind of like monkeys, you know. Come see this monkey from America, you know. And uh, they would come out and, and it, it just sort of opened the door for them to start these house churches. It's time for me to take my medicine. I'm sorry. Don't let me forget when I get home, wanted to take my medicine. But anyway, uh, uh, we, we began to work with those house churches. Very few of them had pastors at the time. Osmail, uh, it had to be a God thing because he began to train lay people in his church to go out and serve these house churches and start these house churches. And these guys needed support. You know, the Bible teaches us, what is it, Luke 10, 7, the uh, workman is worthy, his hire. Well, they needed support. So the master's mission began to uh, support a few of those. It was like six or seven to begin with, and eventually gets up to 17. And, and then we're doing 20-some, and we hit 35, and I thought, man, this is just out of this world. Now, 50 pastors of these house churches are receiving their support through the master's mission, and all of them serve at least two churches. Some of them will serve three or more churches. So you're looking at where there was just maybe a few, half a dozen or less, uh, pastors serving these churches. You've got over 100 churches being served by 50 pastors receiving their support through the master's mission. A couple of years back, they had their 15-year celebration of uh, the master's mission working with them in, in Cuba. And they had a leader from the uh, Western Baptist Convention at that meeting. And he shared how that these pastors in the area that they are working are reaching more people for Jesus than any other part of Cuba. So when you support the master's mission, you are helping reach more people for Jesus in Cuba than any other part of Cuba is uh, seen reaching people for Jesus. And it's not because we're not going in and telling them what to do. I mean, we're just partnering with them. They're out there doing the work. They're reaching people for Jesus. And again, they know more about how to reach people for Jesus in Cuba than we do. Well, Osmail is training them. He is sending them out. They're starting these churches. They're multiplying. And it's been a wonderful experience uh, partnering with him. One of the churches that has received um, funds to build a building is actually found in Cuba. And you'll see it in that little brochure that you got. On one page there it says, uh, supposed to be food bags. There's a house that you see a picture of in another section. So there's a few mistakes. But that beautiful building in uh, Cuba there uh, was built with funds actually given by Cedarwood Community Church, where Clint here serves. So, uh, you know, they say it's the most beautiful building in the town. Uh, you're making a difference. Thank you for supporting the Master's Mission, going on these trips, doing joy boxes, funding joy bags, supporting pastors, building churches. You make a, you've made a big difference, and you are continuing to do so, and I thank you for that. And I could tell you a lot of funny stories about these places, but I'll let John tell you a few more. I might tell you one more. I think, if i got enough time to tell one story, in Ukraine, we would load up on these buses and go out to these far out villages. In fact, we had three missionaries with the Southern Baptist Convention go out with us one time, and when they got off the bus, they came up saying, Terrell, how did you find these places? Talk about the uttermost parts of the earth. 
this is there. You're there. And I pointed to Sasha. This is, you know, we're just over here helping them, and they're taking us out into these places where others are not able to go. Missionaries are not going because they stay pretty much in the big towns. But anyway, we take these buses out, and they always have a few flowers up front. And we get on a bus one day, and somebody pointed out that it only had one flower. I said, oh, boy, that's not good. They said, what do you mean? I said, well, if they hit someone, they'll stop, put a flower on them, and go on. <laughs> it amazes me as to how gullible some people are from the state. They will believe anything that you tell them. And uh, when I find them believing it, it just sicks me on. <laughs> And um, I think they eventually realize that I'm pulling their leg. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.